0: Toughest media networks this is America's first news
1: this morning with your host Gordon deal the GOP will try again. Good morning. I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka, on this Wednesday, October 25th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour.
2: Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson is the latest Republican to lead the pack of candidates to be House Speaker. He could get a full vote today.
1: The U.S. and Russia are among the world leaders calling for a pause in fighting between Israel and Hamas to allow aid into Gaza.
2: A lawsuit by 41 states says the parent company of Instagram intentionally builds products with addictive features that hurt youngsters. And
1: how weight loss drugs are rewriting the way doctors treat obesity.
3: These new drugs, the GLP-1 drugs, as they're called, like Wagovi, Ozempic, and Munjaro are such a scientific advance that they've actually in some ways gotten ahead of medical practice. And so they've raised all these questions for doctors about how to use them.
1: Betsy McKay at the Wall Street Journal on doctors trying to determine who should get weight loss drugs and for how long. The latest person to be chosen to be the Republican's nominee for House Speaker is Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. He was the victor late yesterday, hours after the party elected and then discarded Minnesota's Tom Emmer. Mr. Johnson is the vice chairman of the House Republican Conference.
0: We have a lot of big priorities ahead of us right now. The world is on fire. We stand with our ally, Israel.
1: He defeated Byron Donalds of Florida, a Trump ally, popular with many of the House's most conservative lawmakers. Mr. Johnson's supporters include Dan Muser of Pennsylvania.
0: He's got a strong position, and he's a great person. And if he's our next speaker, I think we're going to be in great shape.
1: House Republicans have been trying to find a successor to Kevin McCarthy, who was ousted three weeks ago, a floor vote could be held as soon as this afternoon. The House is frozen, as you know, until a new speaker is elected. Mr. Johnson appears to have won over at least some lawmakers who had thrown up roadblocks before, including Florida's Matt Gates. Overseas now, Israel's military continues to ramp up its bombing of southern Gaza as world leaders called for a halt to fighting to allow aid into the besieged enclave. Israel says it has launched 400 airstrikes over the past day, killing Hamas commanders and hitting militants, preparing to fire rockets into Israel. Israel reported 320 strikes the day before. Amid concerns the conflict will spread, Israel's military said its jets struck Syrian army infrastructure, in response to rockets launched from Syria, an ally of Iran. The U.S. and Russia are leading calls for a pause in fighting to allow aid into Gaza. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby.
4: We want, as I said from the beginning, we want to see all measure of protection for civilians, and and uh, and, and pauses in, in operation is, is a tool and a tactic that can do that for temporary pe- periods of time.
1: Israel launched the strikes on Gaza after Hamas militants attacked southern Israeli towns 18 days ago, in a rampage that killed 1,400 people, most of them civilians, Hamas is sworn to Israel's destruction. A third legal advisor to former President Trump has pleaded guilty in connection with the Georgia racketeering case. Jenna Ellis, a former lawyer for the Trump campaign, pleaded guilty yesterday to state charges in exchange for no jail time during an emotional court hearing in Atlanta. Ms. Ellis, who's 38, followed in the footsteps of Trump legal advisors Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chessebro and became the fourth defendant overall in the case to take a deal. Tearing up, she said she should have done more to investigate the voter fraud claims that she made in late 2020.
4: If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse.
1: Ms. Ellis was the first defendant to publicly read an apology letter In open court, Mr. Trump and 18 co-conspirators, including eight lawyers, were charged with participating in a criminal enterprise to subvert Joe Biden's 2020 election victory. Hey there, Gordon Deal here. And everyone knows the best part of fall is the food. I found a new way to embrace the season. Hello, Fresh Markets, limited time fall flavors. Let me tell you about their apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Man, so good. Are you looking for the perfect game night treat? Write this one down. Barbecue pulled pork nachos. Speaking of which, I recently had the kids home from school, and HelloFresh not only saved me time, but made me look like a pro chef. Using farm-fresh ingredients, you're going to get the flavors of fall in every bite. And trust me, you don't want to miss out on the mini pumpkin cheesecake. It's perfect for a me-time treat. Want to give it a shot? Go to HelloFresh.com 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus free shipping. That's right, 50% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50Gordon. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50Gordon. Welcome into Wednesday. The Supreme Court, as you know, ruled against President Biden's multi-billion dollar student loan forgiveness program in June But his administration is still canceling the most student debt in history. Here's how from Kalen Deese, Supreme Court reporter at the Washington Examiner. Kalen, what's he doing?
5: Yeah, so essentially uh, what Biden is doing is not his plan that was curtailed by the Supreme Court, which is essentially to forgive up to $20,000 of debt per borrower for millions of borrowers, it was gonna be an astronomically high uh, amount of money that was gonna be spent on this. And so essentially what he's doing is he's continuing these programs that were always in place even in prior administrations that were essentially there to uh, help if uh, say a borrower is uh, somehow like defrauded by a university, things like that. And uh, he's really kind of uh, amplifying these programs to try and try to get anyone Uh, under the umbrella of these types of programs who may have felt like they uh, were going to be screwed if they didn't, you know, uh, get this sort of blanket forgiveness. Now, it doesn't apply to a lot of people. So if you're listening to this right now, don't get your hopes up because it's not going to necessarily get you, uh, you know, into the same bracket as, you know, these millions of borrowers were, including myself, you know, uh, so many, you know, people that have just, you know, recently graduated, we're going to Perhaps get ten thousand dollars knocked off. The Supreme Court said no on that, and that's uh, basically if you were one of these people who uh, you know uh, can't even like afford to make a payment. You like you don't even have like the money like in your bank account. Like that's kind of like what
1: these programs are for, and how he's able to sort of get a get around it. So touch on that. You referenced it a little bit, but how about some of these programs maybe that are that are helping out uh, these borrowers? So the largest one that I was able to find was
5: this nearly $42 billion of federal student loan uh, debt by uh, nearly 855,000 borrowers. Enrolled in the income-driven repayment plan or IDR plans, uh, the education department said in a statement on August 14th that the department would uh, use these to sort of counteract quote past administrative failures. And what they sort of uh, are, they're they're speaking about the Trump administration. There, they're trying to accuse the Trump administration of you know uh, stalling some of these efforts. Which uh, in some ways, you know, these these are again tax dollars that are being used to repay these loans so the trump administration was trying to sort of like curb some of these programs you know it was taking longer to process some of these claims but now the biden administration is sort of opening up the floodgates and so uh as we can see there you know there's uh all these different ways you know if you're part of an income driven repayment program then uh you can kind of uh find yourself possibly being eligible for these
1: programs Mm. We're speaking with Kalen Deese, Supreme Court reporter at the Washington Examiner. His story is called How Biden is Canceling $48 Billion in Student Loans Despite Supreme Court Loss. All right. So since since we referenced him, what does former President Trump say about this? Yeah, so uh, Trump has been
5: very uh, vocal about uh, taking credit, actually, for the Supreme Court uh, stalling the massive uh, billion billions of dollars uh, plan that would have, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that the Supreme Court said no to. And he's taking credit for the uh, three justices that he has installed on the court for this. And he's called Biden's plan, essentially, another way to sort of harvest votes, get people to uh, jump on board. But again, it's it, it should be stated very clearly that this is not the same plan that a bunch of people would have benefited from uh, had Biden been allowed to uh, forgive up to 20, or let's not say forgive, cancel uh, $20,000 of debt uh, per borrower. It's not that same plan. And a lot of these people, the way that it's working is essentially, uh, the government is saying that The education department can count years for which a borrower was in forbearance or deferment, meaning periods during which they couldn't make any payments on their loans. They want to count that as sort of like, okay, like let's say here's a month where a borrower couldn't make a payment. You know, we'll uh, count that as like a month, you know, forgiven, so so to speak. So they're trying to get around it. And there's this group called uh, the NCLA. And they are challenging. They're sort of like the next, uh, you know, big challengers of this program. The NCLA is not, uh, you know, standing for this, and uh, they're essentially um, suing against this program. And uh, that's currently pending there at the Sixth Circuit. So we'll see, you know, whether um, what, what happens with this. But the NCLA um, uh, New, Li- New Civil Liberties Alliance seems pretty confident that they'll be able to uh, succeed because they think that the administration has not given uh, any legal authority
1: to do this, uh, this IDR sort of uh, repayment. Thanks, Kaylin. That's Kaylin Deese, Supreme Court reporter at the Washington Examiner. 20 minutes now after the hour on this morning. Here's Jennifer Koschenko. And now, the
0: three big things you need to know. Number one.
2: Mike Johnson of Louisiana was chosen as House Republicans' latest nominee for speaker in a conference vote late Tuesday, hours after the party elected and then derailed Tom Emmer in its search for the elusive candidate who can actually win the gavel. At the end of the marathon day of internal debate and in votes, Johnson, the vice chairman of the House Republican conference, was selected.
1: Democracy is messy sometimes, but it is our system. This conference that you see, this House Republican majority is united.
2: A full House vote may occur later today. The House has been without a speaker for three weeks. Number two. The largest provider of humanitarian support in the Gaza Strip says it will be forced to cease operations in the enclave by tonight if it doesn't receive fuel, putting desperately needed aid for the Strip at risk amid intensifying Israeli airstrikes. The UN Relief and Works Agency says without the additional fuel, it would be unable to pick up and distribute any incoming aid that enters Gaza. Meanwhile, intelligence officials say US spy agencies believe the blast at a Gaza hospital that killed hundreds a week ago was caused by a Palestinian rocket that suffered engine failure and broke apart into two pieces.
1: Number three.
2: Former President Trump's final chief of staff in the White House, Mark Meadows, has spoken with special counsel Jack Smith's team at least three times this year, including once before a federal grand jury, which came only after Smith granted Meadows immunity to testify under oath. ABC News says Meadows informed Smith's team that he repeatedly told Trump in the weeks after the 2020 presidential election that the allegations of significant voting fraud coming to them were baseless. Meadows also told federal investigators Trump was being dishonest with the public when he first claimed to have won the election only hours after polls closed on November 3rd, 2020, before final results were in.
1: Cave, a fly ball to right field, over his Carol He's got it,
2: and the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. The call on TBS as the Diamondbacks advance to the World Series for the first time in 22 years by stunning the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2 in Game 7 of the NL Championship Series. The Diamondbacks will take on the Texas Rangers in an all wild Card World Series. Game 1 set for Friday night at Globe Field Life.
1: It's funny when Globe that? Life Field. Right. It's funny when the uh, the play by play call does not match the audience response. Yes. Since the, game was, wrong,
4: since the game was quiet. Since the
1: game was on the road, there's yep. no cheering. Thanks, Jen. The airline frequent flyer program landscape has shifted a lot in recent years, and it has many people reevaluating their loyalty. That includes Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. Zach, explain
4: so airline loyalty programs have been around largely since the 80s i mean there are some kind of proto airline loyalty programs that may have been around before that but americans advantage program was the first one that we would recognize as a sort of modern frequent flyer program um and when they first started it was really just a way for airlines to kind of figure out who their best customers were and also to give some of those customers some rewards. And it was really based on kind of the amount of flying that a person did and that was measured by the number of miles that they flew. Over the years, airlines have kind of shifted where they found ways to make these frequent flyer programs money makers for them. And so now a lot of airlines have either added in a component where they're tracking the amount of dollars you spend on them and their partners, or in the case of Delta, which just announced a big change to its frequent flyer program for the 2024 earning for 2025 status year, they're shifting, or the the most recent thing that they said is that their plan is to shift to an all dollar based qualification for status metric. And so that essentially means that they're not really going to be paying attention to how much you actually fly. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be about how much you're spending on tickets and some of the other products and how much you're putting on their co-branded credit cards. And so it's getting harder and harder for infrequent travelers to realize the benefits of these programs. Like the more that they kind of make it more difficult to attain status the more that means it's really targeted at only the very most frequent travelers so the landscape is kind of shifting
1: Mm. we're speaking with zach wichter he writes a column called cruising altitude about travel for usa today this piece is called don't bother with an airline loyalty program if you're this traveler and the this traveler you refer to is the once a year twice a year vacationer that's right. right. Yeah.
4: If if you're not traveling really regularly for work, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to realize any of the major benefits of a frequent flyer program. You know, airlines are flying pretty full now. And we've also seen a lot of data that, um, you know, well-heeled leisure travelers are actually more likely than they were pre-pandemic to spend a little extra on their vacations to fly in a premium class of service, which is great for the airline's bottom line. But what that means for people who are in these loyalty programs is upgrades are getting harder and harder to come by because airlines are able to sell these premium seats for cash. And so if you're only flying a couple times a year or less, in fact, someone who I spoke to for this column told me that the average American only flies one round trip every 18 months. (laughs) If you're one of those like typical US travelers, the likelihood of you being able to really see any benefit from loyalty to one airline is low. And so the point that I kind of make in the column is unless you're flying on an expense account and traveling all the time for yeah. work, you're probably better off just going for the best fare.
1: Thanks, Zach. Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle-Made bedsheets. Miracle-Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle-Made is self-cleaning, self-cooling, luxurious, eco-friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, TryMiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-Made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, TryMiracle.com slash Gordon. TryMiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-Made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Taking the day's information and helping you make sense of it all. We're here for you every morning. You're listening to America's First News. This morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Wednesday, October 25. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Mike Johnson of Louisiana is the latest Republican to get a shot at becoming House Speaker. U.S. and Russia calling for a pause in fighting between Israel and Hamas to allow aid into Gaza. Hurricane Otis has made landfall near Acapulco on Mexico's Pacific coast as a Category 5 storm. California has suspended the driverless car permit given to the company Cruise, operated by GM. Game one of the World Series, Friday, between Arizona and Texas, and the Alabama man who no longer has to walk to work. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Dell. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Dell Technologies and Intel are pushing what technology can do, so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at dell.com slash welcome to now. Doctors are using new strategies to determine who should get weight loss drugs and for how long. In-depth analysis from Betsy McKay, senior writer at The Wall Street Journal. Betsy, what's happening?
3: These new drugs, the GLP-1 drugs as they're called, like Wagovi, Ozempic, and Munjaro, um, are such a scientific advance that they've actually in some ways gotten ahead of medical practice. And so they've raised all these questions for doctors about how to use them, who needs them most, when to, when should somebody use one of these drugs, and which should they try something else if they want to lose weight? So, and as we all know, you know, on top of this, there's just soaring demand for these drugs. Um, there's this this kind of wild west out there of online prescribers. Um, there's, there's shortages often, um, and not everybody can get it covered by insurance. So you've got a couple of things going on. You've got those issues, sort of limited access, and then you've got questions that the, because these drugs are so powerful, they're raising questions like, um, you know, should you get this drug if you haven't tried losing weight any other way? or how much weight should you lose? I mean, you can just start losing weight, and when do you, you know, where's your body going to stop? And then once you've lost the weight, how do you maintain it?
1: Yeah. Did you say half the population might be eligible for a couple of these drugs?
3: Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the, the label for Wagovi, so Wagovi is the one new, um, new medication, you know, the, the three sort of newer ones. Um, it's the one that's uh, specifically approved for weight loss. The other two are technically for diabetes. So if you look at the, weight, the label for Wagovi, it's for people with a body mass index of 30 or more or 27 or more if you have um, hypertension or another, um, another weight-related um, health issue, diabetes, other forms of heart disease. So 42% of adults in the U.S. technically qualify as um, um, have a BMI, a body mass index of 30 or more. So that's 42% of the population. Plus, if you add these people at 27 or more with other issues, that's also a lot of people. So it's really, it's really a huge percentage of the adult population. And as many doctors say, you know, given the cost of these drugs and um, just the ability you know, you can't put half of the U.S. population on, on these medications. Oh, and they're goodness. not they're not actually needed for all of these people. Okay.
1: We're speaking with Betsy McKay, senior writer at the Wall Street Journal. Her piece is called How Weight Loss Drugs Are Rewriting the Playbook for Treating Obesity. So I, I presume there's a mad scramble to, to set some sort of standards here. Who's involved in making them?
3: Yes, that's very true. You know, now, now, Researchers and doctors are realizing we got to do something here, we got to catch up. And so the Obesity Society is leading an effort with other um, um, groups like the Obesity Medicine Association and so forth to, to write new standards of care. Basically, um, who should get these to, to address these questions? You know, um, um, how do you maintain weight loss? And then, very importantly, you know, what role. To do diet and exercise play um you know these drugs um when they were tested they were always tested with um a diet and exercise regimen so they want to be able to figure out you know what is the importance of a healthy diet how much does that contribute to your weight loss
1: um on a basic level uh in in simplistic terms what is it that wagovi actually does for folks when it works
3: well, when it works, it sort of resets your body. The direct effect is that it reduces your appetite and it makes you feel full sooner, okay. so you eat less. The effect of that is that everybody has a sort of level in their, a weight level in their body that is kind of natural to them, and um, many researchers feel that, that what's going on with these drugs is it's just resetting that natural weight um, stasis. Lower, the question is what happens once you reach that lower level. Um, these drugs don't work for everybody, mm-hmm. by the way, but when they do work, that's what they do.
1: Thanks, Betsy. Betsy McKay, senior writer at the Wall Street Journal. It is time now for the Mic Drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good
0: morning. Well, we have a couple of stories involving musical artists that were extremely popular at the turn of the century who are making some news right now. You probably remember Creed, the band that was everywhere in the late 90s and early 2000s with hits like Higher and My Sacrifice. Now, two decades later, they become the pump-up music of choice for two surging pro sports teams. A couple weeks back, it was reported that Creed was helping power the Texas Rangers to an improbable World Series run, specifically the song One Last Breath, which has become their unofficial anthem. Rolling Now we find out the band is also inspiring the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL, who have won three of their last four games, including a big win over the 49ers on Monday. After the game, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins talked about how the locker room is getting pumped up to Creed's higher during the pregame and how the uplifting anthem even made it into the team prayer. Cousins' only gripe is that the team has only been playing higher, and he hopes that they can switch it up to one of the band's other hits.
1: As long as it's a Creed playlist, he's good with it. Right, yes. Just not the same song over and over again.
0: Yes, they have a very impressive catalog, I believe, was his actual quote. They really? Have a very, very large and expansive catalog that mm-hmm. they can choose from. I mean, he's not wrong. There are plenty of uh, at least okay. a dozen or so hits that could probably work for this. Okay,
1: sure. just, just mix it up. That's his message. Yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. mix it up here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Creed in general, he's cool with, but uh, let's, let's get off a of higher. Okay, fair enough. And uh, from power ballads to just plain old ballads, one town in New Zealand, has had enough of Celine Dion. No, the Grammy and Oscar winner isn't visiting there or doing a concert there. Residents of the town have been blasting her music at all hours of the night as part of a siren battle competition. The battle involves groups of people gathering in an area with their cars, blasting music from sirens more typically used for emergency warnings. The idea is to play music from the sirens the loudest and the clearest, and Celine Dion has become the artist of choice not only because of her popular emotional ballads, but because much of her music has high treble. The cars can have anywhere between 7 to seven to 10 sirens with competitions usually held throughout the night. Residents who can't sleep because of the music have petitioned the city to have the battle shut down or at least moved out of earshot. The battlers say that this is their hobby, which is better than staying out late drinking and sometimes fighting. All.
1: No. Oh, this is what we're forced to accept?
0: Yes, siren battles better than real you know, okay. face-to-face, fist cups battles.
1: How about go home, grab a book, and go to bed?
0: <laughs> grab a book? Look at you. What, <laughs> what is Nef- this? Not even Netflix. Yeah, go people, and read. Would people,
1: you? Th- so these, these people, have they have sirens on their car? Yes, they do. And yes. are blasting music out of sirens yes. as part of a competition... Yes. late at night while the rest of us are trying to sleep right apparently that yeah, makes sense yeah. yeah it makes total sense apparently
0: they take like weeks to prepare this too they really? have to get the sirens on the car just right they uh-huh. solder it on there somehow and I guess make sure they get the best sound quality they possibly can this okay. is a big deal over there
1: so it's so Celine Dion is the choice why not like a, a Mariah Carey I mean, I guess who Mariah, can reach those yeah. really high yeah. notes you yeah. know possibly could pierce windows i yeah, guess too. I, I would
0: think mariah could also work but uh celine seems like she is the the clear-cut choice okay. among this group
1: that they're 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 a younger group apparently because <laughs> they could find anything from this any dance music from the 70s probably with high treble I, and, I, and get the job done as well
0: I, I, I suppose so man
1: that's that just sounds no disrespect to celine dion it sounds awful oh, look we're trying to sleep music to out of sirens to, siren. to yeah. work the next day right. i
0: mean I, I would you know call the cops in two seconds
1: coming out of sirens thanks mike Aging is a journey that can gather some unwanted passengers, namely those senescent or zombie cells. Hi, it's Gordon Deal, and I used to feel that sluggish middle age mood, those aches after workouts. I could practically feel those old cells just taking up space, bogging me down. Then I found Qualia Senolytic. Think of it as giving your body a little spring cleaning, pruning away the worn-out cells, and letting the lively ones shine. And you only take it two days a month. Crafted with vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO ingredients. Plus, with a 100-day money-back guarantee, you've got a risk-free journey to rejuvenation. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com gordon for up to $100 off, and use code Gordon at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash Gordon for an extra 15% off. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's show. Neurohacker.com slash Gordon. Bringing the world to your door every morning. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Clutch could be with us. Welcome into Wednesday. Listening to your favorite music might be beneficial to your health. A new study has found that listening to your favorite songs and performances can be effective in reducing pain. Scientists published findings in the journal Frontiers in Pain Research after conducting a study in which participants received moderately painful thermal stimuli in their inner forearm. SWNS says scientists concluded that musical chills seemed to indicate a neurophysiological process that can help block those pain signals triggered when putting a hot cup of tea on bare skin. One limitation noted in the study was the length of time the music was played. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Kashenka. And now, the three big
0: things you need to know. Number
1: one. Kevin
2: McCarthy is floating a plan that would reinstall him as House Speaker and make conservative Trump ally Jim Jordan the assistant speaker. The pitch comes amid a prolonged impasse among Republicans who have been unable to coalesce around a House leader for the past three weeks. McCarthy notes the House has work to do. We're not making sure
0: from Israel has the, the weapons that they need. Um, inflation is still growing. We're, Iran is still producing oil where America doesn't get to produce their full potential. This has just been a cluster, a mistake.
2: But the proposal lacks key details, including how it would be enacted. In the meantime, the conference last night nominated Louisiana's Mike Johnson to be speaker. A full House vote may take place later today. Number two. Lawyer Jenna Ellis became the third legal advisor to plead guilty in the Georgia racketeering case involving Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election, marking a blow to the former president's defense and raising pressure on other loyalists to cut deals with the district attorney.
4: For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado bar who censured me. And I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia.
2: Commitments to cooperate obtained by Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis show she's homing in on those who gave Trump legal advice in the months after the election.
1: Number three. Michael
2: Cohen, Donald Trump's ex-confidant, testified against his former boss yesterday, telling a New York judge Trump commanded him, to reverse engineer estimates of the former president's financial wealth. Cohen once worked at the Trump organization and served as Trump's personal lawyer. Hurricane Otis has made landfall on Mexico's Pacific coast as a powerful Category 5 storm as authorities warn of torrential rain, landslides, and flash flooding. Authorities urge people living near rivers or ravines to evacuate. The hurricane made landfall near Acapulco, a beach resort destination popular with tourists. Actor Richard Roundtree has died at the age of 81 Following a battle with cancer, he's best known for his role as Detective John Shaft in the 70s action thriller Shaft.
1: Where am I, man? I didn't even introduce myself to you, gentlemen. My name is John Shaft.
0: Freeze.
2: Shaft was made for $500,000 and gross, $13 million, nabbing a Best Original Song Oscar for Isaac Hayes, who composed the title track. Shaft was the first of a deluge of so-called black blaxploitation movies throughout the 70s. All
1: right. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for being with us for the past five years. Ernest Chandler has trekked two hours to work and two hours back in all weather because he didn't have a car. USA Today says the 53-year-old's home in Decatur, Alabama is about five and a half miles from his environmental cleaning job where he drives a water truck and works 12-hour shifts seven nights a week. His long commutes on foot will now be a thing of the past after a trusted friend and co-worker decided to give him a life-changing gift, a car. Ronnie Duggar Gave him a Ford Focus Friday. Mr. Duggar runs a nonprofit called the Jacob Bradley Duggar Foundation, named for his son Jacob, who died of cerebral palsy. Mr. Chandler is often short on cash because about 85% of his paycheck goes to support two friends with serious medical conditions who live with him, who he promised to look after. The nonprofit run by Mr. Duggar helps people with special needs get medical equipment they cannot afford. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.